it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello there, welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for your company. This week we speak with Fiona Woods, President of Blind Citizens Australia, to update us on what's been happening with the board over the last few months. Fiona, thanks for joining us again. It's a pleasure to be here, Vaughan. We spoke to you some months ago about the strategic plan, and uh, I understand you had a BCA-informed conversation on the strategic plan. How was that received, and what have people said so far? Um, it seemed to be well received. We had a good turn up. People quite interested in our strategic plan, and we've certainly already had um, things happening as a result of the strategic plan. Tell us about how the board operates and what the meeting schedule looks like. Well, we have board meetings every month um, and we have a, a formal meeting every second month and an informal meeting in the other month because we found that um, there were quite often topics that we wanted to discuss in more depth but we really just couldn't fit in because with the board formal meetings we do things like look at the financial statements, um, you know, examine them quite thoroughly and we have reports from the president and the CEO and often reports from various committees and various external bodies and reports about our relationships with our uh, partner organisations. So all of that takes several you know, couple of hours usually. Um, so in the in-between months, we have these informal meetings and uh, the couple we've had this year, we've had one talking about our constitutional update and another one where um, someone called Vaughan Benison came and talked to us about New Horizons and we talked generally about BCA's engagement with the media and the kind of things we could do to um, boost our profile with the media and to make the most of the opportunities we have with New Horizons and other media outlets. There will be no doubt board positions that come up at the annual general meeting, hence my reason for stressing these points, because it's important for people to understand how much work and effort board members are putting into the governance of the organisation and keeping the organisation moving and things like the strategic plan developing. That's right. That was another subject of, of one of our informal meetings. Um, and also in between the meetings, we sometimes have time-sensitive decisions. So, for example, we people from might remember from the annual general meeting last year that our auditor uh, resigned or retired and so we needed to appoint a new auditor so um, we actually did that as a what we call a time sensitive resolution like a circular resolution um, and these are resolutions we quite often have where basically an email is sent out and we all have to respond to that email agreeing to it and that becomes a resolution that's then recorded at our next formal meeting so the point of saying that is just that there is a lot of work that goes on between meetings. It's not just turn up every once a month or every two months and uh, have a meeting. There's always, of course, a lot of documents that go into all the meetings because we found that the more people can have read beforehand, the more meaningful questions we can have and the more actual useful discussion we can have at the meeting rather than just, you know, reporting things. We can actually discuss things if people have read all the things beforehand. Yeah, and over the years we've tried lots of different ways to... Um, get the documents in the best format for people. Obviously, some people use screen readers and other people use um, magnification. So there's a bit of um, balancing and toing and froing between that. But I think at this point, most of us are fairly happy with the format of the documents. Fiona, let's talk about some of the recent uh, activities that the board has been undertaking. You had a face-to-face -face meeting in Melbourne some weeks ago, I understand. Yes, we did. We had a three-day meeting in July. 
um, it was a combination of the formal and formal um, aspects of the meetings. Um, there were six of us and Sally Orish uh, actually in Melbourne and two people on Zoom. It was a strange meeting in many ways because it was, I think, the first face-to-face -face event I've attended that John Simpson wasn't at because he's um, resigned as a director in June, so he wasn't at that meeting. Oh, so John's resigned. Yes, John resigned in June. Um, he um, was on the board as immediate past president. Um, he was actually at the dinner. We had a, a dinner as part of the meeting. We had a dinner with all the Melbourne well, not all the Melbourne members, any Melbourne members who, who were able to come along and John and Christine Simpson were luckily able to attend that event. So what were some of the things that uh, were discussed at that meeting, at least those that uh, you're able to talk about at this point? Well, we had a bit more discussion about the media thing that we were talking about earlier and that the idea that um, BCA will develop a bit of a different media strategy and the best ways that we can all maximise our own voices while still having... Um, BCA only represented by one authoritative person, which is Sally Orish is our, our spokesperson, but the rest of us have um, a voice uh, and working out how that, that can work um, in line with our media policy. We also looked at a new appropriate behaviour policy that BCA has developed to make sure that our meetings and events are safe spaces for everyone. Um, we also looked a lot about um, fundraising because, of course, as a not-for-profit organisation that depends a lot on project funding, we're always looking for new sources of income. And so we wanted to investigate what kind of fundraising directors were comfortable with. We're not at all interested in big events that, you know, um, are flashy and, and attract high-price entry, so we're not going to be hosting any very expensive dinners anywhere soon. Um, we're also not very comfortable with um, events that are sort of unrelated to BCA's core activities. So I, it's hard to use an example without disparaging someone else's fundraising. But for example, if there was an opportunity for someone to fly to the moon and walk around and do a moonwalk with a white cane, we wouldn't see that as particularly relative to um, BCA's core functions. So we wouldn't be in favour of that kind of thing. Um, we are very interested, though, in finding ways that we can raise money from outside the organisation because, well, we have some very generous members. We don't always want to be asking our members for money. Um, but we also want to give opportunities for those who do want to donate to be able to do that. And, of course, we also have the Jeffrey Blythe Foundation, which has been set up as an ongoing source of income for us, and we're very fortunate to have that as well. A lot of the funding that uh, that comes to Blind Citizens Australia, you've already mentioned, is project funding. And many of those projects were developed under the information linkage and capacity building um, portion of the NDIA. That's due to run out, I understand, in the next um, six to 12 months or so. Have you heard whether it will be renewed and is BCA um, planning to develop new projects under that scheme? We're waiting to hear if it'll be renewed. I think it's one of the things about a new government is there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a, there's a lot of possibility, but there's also a bit of uncertainty about what will happen. So we are constantly um, applying for different grants and new grants and looking for extensions and all sorts of things. So, yes, managing the, the ending of those projects is one of our um, major priorities for the next few months. Things like the Eye to the Future project were, were designed to be for a certain amount of time to get a certain a certain job done and that is the nature of a project I guess that that at some point it will come to an end 
The, the landscape is always changing, as you're well aware. And of course, some months ago, John Simpson addressed the program to discuss constitutional changes that were required to keep BCA in line with modern expectation and changes to uh, membership structure and, and some changes that were much needed in terms of the branch structure. How's that going? Are you able to comment on that at this point? Our hope has been that we would bring all those constitutional changes to the annual general meeting at the end of this year. Um, as many people know, once you start tinkering with something that's a solid document and you move one section, you find that there's another section that needs to be moved. So it's proving, possibly as predicted, to be quite a long one and complicated process. Um, and I'm very determined to make sure that members have the opportunity to have input into that process. So currently, um, we have a draft that I'm reasonably happy with and directors are going to be looking at and, and finalise a few, a few things that we're not quite just agreed on, the, you know, the position we want to take. Um, and when we've finalised that uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be sending um, information about that out to members um, so as many people as possible can have a say in that. And at this point, it's still a draft. So the opportunity is for members to have input, have discussions, We'll be discussing things with the branch presidents, with um, anyone who's interested, really, um, and then we'll be formulated a final, a final draft that we will then put to it, and probably spend a special general meeting at this stage of, of all the members. Um, we want it to be modern and to reflect modern expectations, but we also want to honour and maintain the flavour and history of our organisation. So the changes we make have to take into account modern requirements and also members' desires. So um, as best as possible, that's my aim at this point. I mean, the the constitution we currently have talks about things like organisational members, which we haven't had in BCA for quite some time. So there's some, some of the fundamentals that we started out with, um, we've already sort of disposed with as we've gone along. Um, but the fundamental principle that members, blind or vision impaired, people who are blind or vision impaired can join as of right and become a lifelong member, um, can stand for election, all of those things will remain the same. We are actually looking at things like the definition of vision impairment though, because the definition we have is a very medical sort of model of vision impairment. So we're looking at, at finalising something that we think is more reflective of people's, people's understanding of what that means these days. Fiona, you and Sally have been doing a bit of travelling around some of the branches, uh, most noticeably recently the South Australia or Adelaide branch, but I understand that uh, you're travelling to Tasmania next week. That's right. We're travelling to Tasmania to meet in Launceston with as many Tasmanian branch members as as would like to join us. I believe it's on the 13th. Um, yeah, we've, we've really enjoyed. We've been to Adelaide and um, we've looks like we're going to be re-establishing the Adelaide branch there as a more social sort of um, group. Um, we've, we've obviously, we met some Melbourne members in Melbourne and um, I've, of course, been able to attend some Sydney branch events recently, um, the Sydney branch Christmas in July last week. And I also was able to go to the State Division Committee Planning Day the week before. So I have actually had the opportunity to meet quite a few BCA members and that's one of the things I most enjoy about the role. 
It always fascinates me that across Blind Citizens Australia, there are almost as many different types of branches as there are people who are blind or vision impaired. And, you know, as you say, the South Australian branch looks like it's going to get off the ground again as a more social group. You've got branches like the um, Newcastle and Hunter Valley branch, which is really quite proactive, does a lot of social stuff, but also does quite a lot of advocacy. Uh, The Adelaide branch um, up to this point has done quite a bit of advocacy with David Squirrel and his work around um, uh, pedestrian crossings and uh, hospitals and things like that. The Tasmanian branch has a very different structure um, governance structure from a lot of the others because it has a significant amount of input um, at the committee level from um, blind and vision impaired people statewide. And it fascinates me that an organisation like Blind Citizens Australia, with its two and a half to 3,000 members, is able to support such a huge variety of different styles of branches, branch amalgamations, state divisions, and you know, generally just so many different ways that uh, people who are blind or vision impaired can get involved in the organisation at whatever level um, they're interested. Yeah, you're right, Vaughan. It is really interesting that earlier in the year there was a meeting of all the branch presidents and it was to talk about the constitution, but we did have the opportunity to hear about all the different branches and there were some branches where all the members were basically over 80 and met lots of social time. Um, There were branches where um, they meet mainly by by Zoom. There's There's a... regional branch that only ever meets by Zoom. I think they're also dispersed. So there's a whole lot of different things. Uh, There's also um, one of the branches where the organiser regularly just rings everyone in the branch. So the the thing that unites the branches, I guess, is that all all the branches that are uh, functioning well have really passionate people who put a huge amount of work into making the branches and the members um, really feel part of that group. Well, Fiona, no doubt we'll be talking to you again in the next couple of months regarding the annual general meeting and updates to the Constitution, board positions and more. You've got a busy time coming up over the next few months and uh, I wish you the best of luck with it. Thanks for taking the time to join us on the program. Thanks, Vaughan. It's always a pleasure. And for those Tasmanians interested, that meeting is indeed on the 13th of August. There's information published on the Blind Citizens Tasmania list and also on Facebook and other social media. And uh, you can contact your branch representative if you'd like to have more information. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, you can call 1800 033 660 at any time. 1800 033 660. You can email BCA on bca at bca.org.au. That's bca at bca.org.au. Don't forget to get in touch with me if you've got any story ideas or information that you'd like to hear about on New Horizons, new.horizons at bca.org.au. Take care. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of our dream.